The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I want John Ratzenberger in my horror sequel. And that's what you get with House 2, the second story. (laughs) That's right. Welcome to SinCast, presented by CinemaSins. everybody welcome to the sincast this is chris atkinson from cinema sins joined as always by the voice of cinema sins jeremy scott hello everybody and for music video sins barrett share yeah yeah today is another basic ass episode i don't even know when this is gonna air we've done like four <laughs> fucking podcasts in two weeks because of reasons <laughs> and it has uh, now been Seven days since I ran out of ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yeah, basic ass episode today. And uh, I don't, you know, for all I know, this is coming a week after another time we ranted about something. But you know what? God damn it. It's been at least a week. Somebody's pissed off about something. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm as mad as hell. You've never seen me very upset. Well, I'm just, mine's a mini rant. I don't believe I've ever had a printer that didn't have some annoying fucking quirk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're right. I I I I could rant about the whole toner scam, and everybody <laughs> knows about that. I'm just talking this this current my last my last house. I had a, I had a printer, and it was like set up to my Wi-Fi network, and in theory. I'm supposed to be able to print to that printer from any device connected to my Wi-Fi network, whether it's my phone, my laptop, my PC, my wife's tablet, and that shit never worked. I always had to email from my PC to my phone and then walk to the printer and stand one foot away, and then I could print from my phone to the printer. It was the most annoying shit in the world. So I bought a new one when I moved. This one absolutely will not turn back on after it goes to sleep. So uh, let's say I turn it on for the first time. I I print a few pages. After 20 minutes or whatever, it goes to sleep. If I send another print job, it does nothing. It does dick. I have to go over, physically unplug it from the wall, and plug it back in, let it reboot, and then print before it goes to sleep. You can't even, like, power it up? Like, if you hit the power button, it doesn't do nothing? No. What? i am convinced that this is part of why i think i'm living in a a simulation because this is just weird shit that only happens to me like nobody else has this experience where like i I, I literally have to plug in my printer i'm plugging plug it in every time i want to use it like who would even put up with that for two years as i have but it annoyed me because yesterday i had to print a bunch of shit and uh, it kept going to sleep on me and i had to i had probably unplugged that thing five different times just to get all my printing done Hmm. that's the end of my rant i'm not hmm. even going to tell you who made that printer hp um 
but printer quirks. Why do they keep following me around? Why can't I get one decent wireless printer that works? Yeah, that was going to be my rant. I don't know how you got on printers, but um, you have you have rants about Mountain Dew and internet. Oh, and I looked all... at your email and stole your rant. And <laughs> I saw. I thought I was reading my notes, stuff involving my printer, and I remembered all my printer woes last night. I'm sitting here going, "What are the fucking odds?" He's talking about printers, and then I went and looked at your thing, and I was like. Mountain Dew, internet, where the I, fuck is printers coming I from? I prepped all of that last night when I was a little high and, f- and forgot. And 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 then I'm prepping and I, I see stuff about my printer and I thought, well, that, that's what I wrote down last night because I had all those printing woes. Let me rant about my printer and I stole your shit. I'm I'll tell you dick. what, I'll just add to you what you have said here because it's it's somewhat similar, but not all the way, but um oh, what an idiot um so yeah i also have problems with my <laughs> printer that i'm gonna rant about <laughs> well, <that's> the stupidest <laughs> i don't think we have done now this will be our 303rd major episode i don't think this has ever happened before it has well, not. No, because even if you read somebody else's notes, you wouldn't be dumb enough to go, "Oh, those are my notes." Uh, <laughs> but I did, and I thought, I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I'm seriously, I'm like, uh, who was it? What's the? I, there's some movie where a guy is talking about a stand-up act or whatever, and then the guy goes up and does that act. <laughs> oh no! Is it? Is it funny? People? Is it? I don't. Uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen may like say something to Adam Sandler, and then Sandler comes up and does that material oh that sounds familiar yeah that, i don't that know does sound familiar well that did happen in the uh, original kings of comedy remember where yeah. there's that weird boner of like uh who was it cedric the entertainer that came out no it was uh steve harvey that was saying uh people that uh shout out stuff to the audience and mm-hmm. uh, do a call and response thing and he's like shut the fuck up with that like don't tell me what to do and then no it's bernie mac that comes out because he's the closer and bernie mm-hmm. mac comes out and he's like put your hands in the air now scream and mm-hmm. like just the previous act steve harvey was like deriding them for doing this mm-hmm. anyway. um <clears throat> i've had similar issues with my printer um the uh but this this is it's one of these things where it it uh, the last time i used it it worked so what's going on now that makes it not work sometimes it is you because for instance in this case i've just recently gotten google fiber uh and i had uh i, I still have um xfinity just in case one fucks up you got the, you got the other mm-hmm. um and um and normally I, I am so used to a computer telling me exactly the problem. Like you press print and then it tells you, Oh, well, I don't, I can't find that printer or I can't uh, communicate can't with that, it. Dave. <laughs> there's a, there's a driver issue. They tell you to take a break driver rate. You know, they'll sometimes have an, a message that says, you know, this is, this, you know, you might want to look into that. Um, I looked at, um, I, I, I read, read, uh, downloaded all the drivers for this printer that I have. 
Um, I, uh, I looked at what my computer was looking at cause I've had two or three different printers on this computer over time. And, um, and I, and I was looking for, how do you find on the printer, how to connect to the wireless, uh, how do you hook up to your, to your wireless that you have at home? Because on the menu on this printer, it doesn't say anything about it. It says network. You click on network and then it's like a bunch of bullshit that I'm not smart enough to know about. Like a bunch of like fucking like letters and stuff like that, you know, SSID and TTD and three, three, blah, blah, and you know, and all this bullshit. Um, and I didn't know which one to click. And I, I've been sitting there like, what the, none of this is like, you know, hit none of these were like, hit this, and then you will get to the ability to select a network and put a password in. Nothing was like that. You, you'd think that's the first thing that would come up when you hit network, right? Mm-hmm. Like here are all the available networks, including your neighbors. And yeah. you know, you, you find the one that you have and you put in the password. I couldn't find that anywhere. Um, I, I, I looked up something on, uh, it, it, this is a Canon printer. I looked up something on the app for the Canon thing where it said, I, I was looking up, you know, how do you find the network? And it says, well, here are the directions on how to do this. And it's, you know, it's like this and then click on SSID or whatever like that. And then, uh, and I still don't know what that fucking thing means, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm just illiterate enough to not know what that fucking means. <laughs> um, and it, and it shows all the different networks, which is, that's not like anything uh, that you use that uses the internet at all. There's everything else says network. You click on it and it shows you all the networks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't make you go through one other step where there's a fucking secret code. And like, you know, <laughs> you have to knock on a door and somebody slides out and you see their eyes and you're like, what's the password? You know, password. You don't, yeah, exactly. Password. Yeah. Um, so, so it took me forever to find that. And I finally got the, the printer connected to this, to the internet that I'm using. Uh, there was one other issue too, that my computer kept on wanting to go back to my old printer that was hooked up to it. Like there was some other little selection of some sort where it was selected as the HP envy or whatever the fuck that I had at, at the, at the time. Uh, and I was like, how many times have I clicked on the Canon printer on this? Like when I'm printing on like some PDF or some bullshit or whatever, it's like, it's like, which printer do you want this to go to? And it always says Canon on it, but somehow, some way there's some like default thing that it was selected to that had, um, that had, uh, the HP version on there. And I had to click on that too, as well to get it. To, and then as soon as I got all that shit, I was ready to print, man. It was fucking amazing. Like, you know, I, I, I seriously, I am so used to everything just being presented to me. Here's the problem. Here's how you fix it. And you, you go on your way, but the but printers, man, they, they really, really want to make this some sort of secret club mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is uh, would you like to rant about Mountain Dew to get me back for <laughs> ranting about your printer? I mean, I agree with your mountain. I don't drink different Mountain Dews, though, so I, I agree with it because I see a new one. It seems like every week. Yeah, they the just store. gone too far for me. What I really do want to bring up uh, out of my list that I uh, was that Lamborghini story I told in the prior podcast about the guy who got rear-ended 
by the chick who then comes up to his window yelling at him. You just hit my mm-hmm. car, you mm-hmm. bastard. Because <clears throat> like literally, like in between recording that and posting it on the internet, uh, more video came out that showed prior to all that, he got impatient behind her while she waited for a cyclist to cross the road, pulled out to go around her and absolutely sideswiped the shit out of her car. Oh. And so she sped up and followed and hit him because she felt that was justified get your backness so my my what i really intended to rant about was you cannot fucking trust this fucking internet man like mm-hmm. especially when videos are produced and i hate saying this because some some people will use this disingenuously but you really you don't have the full context even when it feels like you do that mm-hmm. looked like a open and shut case once the gas station showed the video of her hitting him i was like geez why why was she even arguing because it didn't cross my mind well, he may be an asshole who hit her first. You gotta wait. You gotta wait till all the facts, people. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. sorry, I sorry, I glanced at your rant and stole it. It's kind of uh, I hate I hate that too. The way that uh, you know we have we don't come out we don't do this podcast and then come out with it that day or anything. You right. know, <clears throat> and even if we did, it, that would that would have come out later, but at the time of recording, you obviously didn't know about this video, right? right. which, it, but it kills me that <laughs> there were so many people who came onto our various things and said, did, did he, does he know that this and that? Well, I mean, now he does, <laughs> he knows now, <laughs> but you're right. I, you don't I know. know you don't know uh, when you see something that started halfway through yeah. what's happened before that. Uh, yep. so it is a dangerous game that you, that you play, uh, you know, taking any kind of video that cuts in the middle as pure yep. whole fact. Yep. Uh, well, my rant is about printers, <laughs> right? Uh, I feel oh, like man, we, I have a rant for you this out. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. No, I mm-hmm. am, I am going to take a, a right turn from what I wrote down because I did write down something about Camille Nanjiani. Uh, and a recent article that was uh, published about him in Vulture about the Eternals. But by the time that this comes out, Eternals will be uh, just about in theaters. And by the way, I'm geeked. I uh, can't wait to watch that um, Chloe Zhao uh, joint uh, with those amazing actors. But I have a practical rant. I usually don't do practical rants, mm. but as I've been on the road fairly recently, I've noticed something. I have no clue how to use a credit card anymore. Okay. Hmm. You go to a gas station. Used to be. Mm-hmm. You shove that sucker in and you pull it out. You pull yeah. it out as quick yep. as you fucking can. Mm-hmm. But well, you, not as quick as you can. Because if you do it too quick, it doesn't read. So you got to mm-hmm. do this little little dance. Little dance where like, you, yeah, you get it in and then you pull it. But you got to pull it quickly, swiftly. Instead of like just easing that sucker out, right? Mm-hmm. And over mm-hmm. the years, I have become adept at this. I rarely get the error messages you pulled out too quickly and, and <laughs> spilled on my uh, belly button or anything like right, that. Or right. you left this in too long and now I'm pregnant. What you, right. you have, I've got a nice ballet going. <clears throat> mm-hmm. These days, you go to a pump. You gas up your car for all those that don't have Tessies and stuff like that. You gas mm-hmm. up your car. You got a chip card, which everybody has now. You throw that thing in, try to pull it out. Doesn't come out. 
they lock that thing in. Now, that's some gas stations. They lock that thing in. I was just going to say that, yeah. And they say, yeah, they say reading chip card. The other yeah. ones, most of the other ones, I don't think there's any that do the ballet anymore because now I'm out of practice. My wrist is all mm. floppy and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you get ones where you do the ballet, you do the move, you do the, the pullout and everything, and yet they say, no, 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 nay, leave the thing inserted because it's a chip card. Right. And I'm like, the fuck? What's mm-hmm. going on here? Mm-hmm. And so now you have to leave that sucker in, and you don't know. It could be maybe five seconds. It could be up to an hour that they keep that card in there to read whatever they're reading and digitizing whatever they're digitizing in that gas pump. And then they're like, okay, remove it. Now you can pump the gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know what to do anymore. So now... If I do go to an old school gas station, which rarely happens, but if I do go to an old school gas station and I and I put it in, I'm scared to pull that thing out. But if I don't pull it out, then I'm going to get an error. And you get the message that we all dread. See the cashier inside. Yeah. Oh. See the cashier. See the cashier. No, oh. no words in the, the English language are more terrifying than see the cashier inside. I will drive right. off for another 15 miles to a gas station to avoid seeing the cashier inside. Yeah, because the cashier, bless her heart, she doesn't know any better than you do what's going on with the gas pump. No, no. Flip it off, flip it on. <clears throat> Who knows? So so you got that, but then you get the ones where if you pull out too quickly, then you also have to see the cashier. Now, it's, this is tangential to the rent. <clears throat> God, I fucking hate cards. The alternative is downloading an app for everything, by the way. Go to Dunkin'. Here's my app. Go to Starbucks. Here's my app. Go to Domino's. Here's my app and everything. And Jeremy has already eloquentized the the reasons of not having apps for everything because everybody knows everything about you. But whatever. I still use the card. Sometimes now, there's the tappy. Do you tap? How long do you tap? How long do you keep it on there? Does it beep at you? No, it doesn't. It just kind of gives you something. Sometimes you still have to swipe. I still got some things I have to swipe at, even with the chip card. Sometimes you insert. Mm-hmm. I don't get all the card stuff, and especially at the gas pump. The gas pump is freaking me out these days, man, especially when they hold my card. Do you guys haven't seen the hold card thing? Yes. Where you get it in there, and you're like, here I go. No. Yeah, and it doesn't No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says, it says, stay where you are. Don't May reach for I me. say to thee, yes, you shall not pass. Mm-hmm. I uh, I also like how I don't think any gas station pump receipt paper has been refilled in Middle Tennessee for the last five years. No, nope. because it always says take receipt and nothing ever comes out ever ever. But I also, don't, you no, don't, I don't ask want, for it, right? I don't want the receipt. Sure, sure but, but if you did, ain't no way it's it, coming out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. I also don't understand these little signs. They got so many little signs on gas stations. Like, like you're going to have a chance to read them all. My favorite is the, the one that's got a, an icon of you, like, shielding your PIN number when you type in your PIN number if you use a <laughs> debit card. As though there's a guy, like, 50 yards away with a telescopic lens who not only is going to peep it. your PIN number, but then he's going to chase you down and steal your wallet you gotta get the card too i mean it's not mm-hmm. just the pin number people exactly i don't i mean so much about gas stations make no sense man 
I'm with you on this rant. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Some of them Did take you the get, card? Some of them don't take the card. Were you adept at the the whole uh, the the slide in and out type well, of thing? The old in well, out and out. Well, as adept as you can be, but yeah. it yeah. varies station to station on because some of them have more friction than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some and of them are worn down. Like some a, of them a little sensitive. S- yeah. Some have yeah. stripe on both sides work. Some yes. have just one stripe that works. Um, uh, and and to clarify too on this on this pulling out of the card and everything, um, the they they I, for the longest time I thought you had like a time limit or something to pull it out because it was like pull it out rapidly or whatever, and it's really just talking about the you know how quickly you pull the card out. It's not talking about you know you have x amount of seconds to pull this right. card out. I always assumed that it was though. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. But yeah. I was always like, no, it has to be in there for 0.7 seconds and then out. But and this I had is a down, new. An unblemished record for a while. Yeah. Yeah. This is a new development, though, because, you know, I mean, I spent a lot of 2020 not getting gas. I had a six month uh, time of not getting gas at all. Um, and only recently, because I've been driving a few more places. Uh, I've had to get gas a little bit more frequently. And just the other day, this happened to me. I put in the card and I was like, boom, just about to slide that thing out. And I did slide it out. And it was like, the fuck you doing, Holmes? <laughs> you know? <laughs> get with it now. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm i going to tangentially veer off on another rant. Uh, a week or so ago, my wife and I went downtown to that rise biscuit place that oh um, yeah, got that yeah. there's no good place to park anywhere around there so there's this mini lot a block and a half up the road it's tight it's small whatever i've parked there a million times before when i try to go to this rise restaurant so i pull in there and this is one of these places where you go to the kiosk you type in your license plate number right mm-hmm. you pick your thing and then it spits out a thing. You put it on your dashboard, right? So I take a picture of my license plate number because I don't memorize that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking around over to the kiosk and I get there and it's not the same kiosk anymore. There's a big fucking QR code and it says oh, to yeah. pay for parking, scan this QR code. So I scan a <laughs> goddamn QR code. It takes me to a website and it says put in your make and model, put in your credit card number because I trust this website. Right. And and all you need to do is drive off the lot to end your parking session. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, this feels shady. So we go to the place, we get the breakfast foods, we eat with 30 minutes tops. We come back to the car, we drive out of the lot. Um, and I get home and like an hour later, I open my phone and it's still on that parking page. And it says, uh, it's still counting my time. And it's now charged me like $39 instead of $10 for half an hour. And so I I refreshed the page. I was like, you didn't, you didn't notice I drove off the lot. You said you were going to notice and you didn't. I fucking emailed the contact support of this company and said, (laughs) this is not acceptable. I got an email back in 10 minutes from an executive who said, uh, this is very common. Uh, you will not be charged for any longer than the $10 of whatever time you stayed. It just takes a while for our system to catch up. And I'm like, 
then why did you switch to the system? The license plate mm. thing was working fine with mm-hmm. the little piece of paper and the. <laughs> How are you saving any money here? You, the website um, has got to be costing you more than the little ream of printer paper. Why would why? You ever notice how almost everywhere you go nowadays, it's uh, all these slow computers. <laughs> I gotten to the point of not believing these people anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there are things that are slow, obviously, but it seems like every time now they're saying they have to go into a computer. I'm like, oh my god, this is so slow. It's like <laughs> bullshit. Uh, just like <laughs> I thought, I thought for sure I was going to end up with like a thousand dollar bill uh, for parking for four days or some shit. Oh uh, my god! No, this is just how it works. And I guess you either email like me and get a reply, or you just bend over and take it until the next day. You look <laughs> take and you it up the tailpipe. <laughs> take it up the tailpipe. Did you? Uh, what are what? What was their their thing? Cheesy cheddar bites, biscuit bites, uh, tater well, tots, cheese. Here's things. the deal. They they have changed them up, and I'm kind of upset about this because their biscuits donuts sandwiches are all very delicious but Mm -hmm. the very unique thing was the hash puppies half hash hash brown Mm. hash half uh you know hush puppy puppy. yeah with with cheese though there was there was a cheese cheese yes and i think they must have been sued or something because somebody had that trademark i don't understand but now they just do cheesy tater tots they're good but it's not the same thing at all. No, that leavening. It's the leavening in the 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 hush puppy part. Yes. Of yes. The hash puppy. It gives it the heft. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I totally yeah. agree, man. I could eat my weight in that stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. Now I had a, a biscuit that was incredible. So I was. I'm not complaining, dude. They opened the biscuit. They put uh, runny eggs on each side, mm-hmm. and then fried chicken, mm-hmm. and then sausage biscuit gravy over mm-hmm. the top of that, and mm-hmm. then scallions. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had yeah. a open face chicken oh, egg. Hold on. So you had a a chicken fillet in between two eggs. No, it was all open-faced. So open I got two face. biscuit halves, an egg on each side, and then there was just one strip of chicken across the whole thing. And then they poured sausage gravy all over the top and then put some scallions on there. And it was... And you're just forking that shit up. I, I shuddered to think amazing. of the human equivalent of a chicken on top of runny eggs. <laughs> well, I'm not... Or any I'm sort not, of man. equivalent. It would be like, uh, you know, veal underneath a steak... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you ever had veal yeah it's delicious yeah it is i mean i haven't had it in well i don't think i've had it since i found out what it was but i had it as a teenager and thought oh this is like beef only better yeah um, i mean hey i still sure have foie gras that. and that's not good for anybody except for i don't know what that is i mean i know what i know foie gras in the sense of i don't i don't i never remember which one's the clam is it gooey duck that's a long penis clam I think it is. What foie is foie gras? Is, is fatty duck liver or fatty goose liver? Like really. force feed the duck to make that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, gooey duck is is the the black weird penis clam. Yeah, hmm. Hmm. right. I'm glad we got that straightened out. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. No, I mean uh, people There's have been be... sitting on the edge of their seats. It's going to be five minutes of movie talk in this podcast. I think so. Let's do it uh, now. <laughs> uh, anybody got any recommends and warns? 
totes amaze balls. They're great. It won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. I got one of each. Boom, boom, boom. Go for it. I'm going to start with the happy. I'm going to recommend uh, the Muppets Haunted Mansion uh, Hmm. on Disney+. (laughs) Yeah? It has been... The Jason Siegel Muppet film was the first time in a long time I felt like that magic had been recaptured. Mm -hmm. And then the sequel they made with Tina Fey, of course, without Jason Siegel, um, nowhere near that magical. And every little short or revived TV show they've tried to do since has, has not really gotten the tone right. And this is not perfect. This is not Muppet Christmas Carol. But they got the tone right for the first time in a long time. Um, and it's Gonzo and Pepe the King Prawn, who's one of my favorite of the new age Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and they're taking a challenge to try and spend the night in a haunted house. And if they spend the whole night, um, they win the secrets of some magician. I forget exactly the specifics. Mm. Um, <clears throat> most of the other Muppets are ghosts or characters in the haunted mansion. Um, piggies in there as like a seance woman. Um, they have a lot of interesting cameos, like most Muppet movies do. Tarachi P. Henson is the villain, and she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She wants she she marries men and then kills them. So she's trying to get Pepe the Prawn to marry her, uh, so she can kill him. <laughs> she's uh, gonna fuck that prawn, <laughs> and he is so in love. He's so in love. Okay, um, and like Pat Sajak and Alfonso Ribeiro are ghosts out in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an eclectic <laughs> cast, but uh, Will Arnett is the butler and the host of the mansion. Um, and I laughed. I laughed out loud. It's only 52 minutes. It's not a full <laughs> film, although most Muppet movies are in the 75-minute range anyway. Um, so you can get in and get out and get on with your life. If you like the Muppets, I think you will enjoy this. Uh, if you like Gonzo and Pepe the Prawn, I think you will love it because they are the centerpiece of everything going on hmm. here. And, uh, it gives me hope for where they go next with the, with this Muppets uh, under Disney's control because this one finally felt like the Muppets again. So hmm. There's my recommend. Awesome. Do we know who was uh, behind this one? It wasn't Siegel well, didn't have anything to do with it. I did see a meme about uh, the guy who was on the bus in Star Trek IV, The Quest for Peace, was also the d- director and writer of this. Uh, I don't know who Star that Trek is. Star Trek IV... It's not the quest for peace. That's oh, Superman that's Superman four. <laughs> but I love that mix up. The director here is a man named Kirk year. Thatcher. Um, and Kirk Thatcher has done Muppet stuff before. He did Muppets Tonight. Um, Muppets uh, Take the O2. Muppets Take the Bowl. Muppets. He's been directing most of the Muppet stuff since Disney got control of it. He was in Star Trek for the voyage home. He was the punk on the bus. That uh, that got uh, that got uh, neck pinched. That's excellent. Oh, oh man, he Jesus. even did he even did the Muppets Wizard of Oz in two thousand five. Wow, so he's been <laughs> with the Muppets for a long time. I only saw that once, uh, but I kind of liked it. Uh, Wizard of Oz Muppets. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not terrible. It's You're not right. the worst one. It's not the. It's not. Does it have uh, the music in this one? In this haunted mansion, there are songs in this. In this, yes, multiple songs. Good songs? And they're, nice. Yes, I enjoyed the songs, although it, it, they're not singable melody songs. They're um, humorous 
horror pun songs. It's more about the words than it is the, the tune or the melody. <clears throat> That's the deal with that, man. I mean, even the Seagull stuff, I, I you could probably hum some of those songs, but like there was no moving right along in any of the latter day stuff. There was no rainbow connection, obviously. There was that no, picture's in my head that Kermit sings. Kermit's in that seagull one. Kermit walks through the hall and sees all the pictures of his old Muppet friends. And he says that that, that hook of that song is, now there are only pictures in my head. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a great song. Um, but I totally agree with you. Uh, it, it has been since the Muppet Christmas Carol, I think, that the songs have been as good as the rest of the material. Yeah, Muppet's Christmas Carol, that was... I don't even know if uh, Treasure Island really had... Anything that was any music that now I like that I like that movie, I do too. Uh, but but I don't think they had any music that was super memorable. But yeah, it was Maybe. probably Christmas Carol. Which when did that come out? Was that nineties or was that late eighties? Was that eighty nine? No, Muppet Christmas Carol. That yeah. was nineties. That was nineties. Yeah. What are you saying? Ninety three? Maybe later? Ninety six? Five? Ninety two? Ninety two? Ninety two? Hey, I even like Muppets Muppets from Space. That yeah. came out um, when Chris and I were Yeah, it was 99, I believe. Or 99 <laughs> or 2000. <laughs> no, this is um, good to hear because I am going to absolutely inject that uh, into my veins. That haunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. if your kid likes the Muppets, he'll love this. Yeah. Um, Much like the Muppets, I'm going right. I mean, you know, we, we go right into this. You know, I got a 1981 French film. Uh, <laughs> uh it's called the professional uh it is not the luke Besson movie that came out in 1994 oh, no 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 um but uh the, we i did the movie night with some friends um by the time this airs it'll probably have been a month or so but you will um, have done another movie night. <laughs> probably have done another movie night in fact yes but uh, um, he wanted to do a, a Jean-Paul Belmondo uh, double feature. And, and and if you're familiar with French films, you've seen him before. He was in Breathless. He was the main guy in Breathless. Um, he was uh, with but, uh, uh, Brigitte Bardot. On the, on the, on the, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the movie uh, is about a guy who... We see him at the beginning. He's been ca- he's uh, been captured by uh, he's I think he's in Nigeria at the beginning of this, and uh, the the uh, the king or the ruler or the, uh, the governor or whatever has uh, has has captured him and uh, is, is torturing him and everything. But he breaks out much. It's a it has a has a kind of a um, cool hand Luke kind of feel at the beginning of it. Um, and, uh, and, uh, he breaks out of prison and he goes back to France and, uh, and, uh, we're like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Well, we find out that the French government sent him to Africa to assassinate this president guy that's in Nigeria. Mm. And, um, and the, his, his government, a friend of his, uh, sold him out. Uh, because the politics had changed since from the time that they sent this guy over uh, to the time that he was about to kill this guy. So they, they to smooth things over, they told him there's this guy who's going to kill the president, so you want to watch out for that guy. But when he breaks out of prison, uh, he comes back to Paris, and he's got revenge on his mind. 
And it sounds like I'm setting up this like real serious thriller and everything, but this movie's very funny all the way through it. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but, uh, Belmondo is basically going around, uh, uh, you know, he, he comes back to his wife. Uh, of course the invest, the people who are looking for him, uh, are going to go, uh, you know, check out and see if he's, if he's come back to his wife. Uh, there's a, uh, he, but basically everything, every scene is set up so that he's like, you know, he's, uh, he's getting, he's, he's very slowly getting his revenge. He wants to, he wants to, um, uh, get everybody who was involved with all this, but, um, this is, uh, this is just an entertaining flick all the way throughout just an, an absolutely, uh, fantastic gem. It's one of those times where somebody introduces a movie to you and you're just like, I've never heard of this before. Why would, how would this be good? If this is, you know, something I've never heard of before you, <laughs> you'd think that from France, I've heard of every good movie. Obviously mm. I haven't. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and it's, it's just, it's very interesting. Belmondo is just one of those guys who's just magnetic on screen. Just one of these guys. that's just constant. He, he's just, he's just so cool. He's just so like, you know, he's, he does all the right things. It's like, you know, um, but, uh, I highly recommend it. It's the professional. Um, and, uh, he, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's really good. Interesting interesting um it, it, obviously breathless did not have bridget bardot it had uh gene seberg in it um also but, uh, but also hot <laughs> right uh yeah. and he actually i don't think he started anything with uh bridget bardot um mm. even which though, is funny because there's a part in the next movie that i'm gonna recommend where somebody uh a kid a kid like finds out the, that he's from France and he's like, aha, we, oui, we, oui. uh, uh, Brigitte Bardot. He's like, <laughs> in, uh, cause at first he thinks he's an American and he's like, aha, you know, he starts saying all these American things. And then, uh, and then he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm from France. And he's like, he's like, aha, we, we, nice. I didn't, I didn't say much about the movie because that's one of those that you really do want to, you do really want to like, you know, discover a lot of the things for yourselves and it's you know it's a simple revenge type of movie where he's going place to place meeting people who have burned him in the past and he's got to do it just so or else he won't be able to pull it off and um yeah I re- I re- <laughs> there's a i will say there is one point in this movie where there's a standoff between him and one of the last guys he has to get through and they're just standing there kind of like it's in the old west and this has got an ennio morricone uh, uh, uh score to it by the way oh, oh uh, wow they, they're st- they're standing uh he and this other guy are standing in the middle of the street uh or a sidewalk looking at looking at each other and there's this guy who comes in with a bunch of flowers and he's like hey guys i was just wondering where uh this street was and they just keep looking at each other they don't say anything He's like, guys, I mean, I'm, I'm really like late. Could you guys, t-? and they just keep looking at each other, never once acknowledging this guy. And then, then finally there's like, there's like, they pull the weapons out, they shoot and everything. And the guy with the flowers is just like backs up and falls over the <laughs> stairs. And, and, and uh, I, I love stuff like that. I got to get back into the, uh, now this was in the eighties. Is that what you said? Yeah, it was 1981. Uh, 81. Yeah. Um, I've got to get back into the French cinema 
particularly you mentioned breathless the godard and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh on movie or I and i think HBO you would like um uh, i think you would also like alphaville which is another one of the godard movies it's uh yeah awesome. i remember you saying that that's uh maybe i'll just have a weekend i'll, I'll uh get some baguette <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you I'll have some french fries and french fries dressing <laughs> French bread. All right, everybody, it's time to talk about Shudder. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, not like uh, cold, even though it is kind of cold, but it's more like chilly, like I'm being walked through by a ghost. That's right. Ooh, that's right. Shudder. You're walking. Yeah, you're you're whistling past the graveyard is mm-hmm, what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what, uh, they have they have. Uh, a, a TV version of Creep Show. They have uh, new episodes of Creep Show, uh, the third season of this going on right now. I love anthology uh, stuff. I uh, the uh, the very first episode uh, had Tobin Bell in it. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, and uh, friend of the show. Uh, uh, yeah, friend of the show, Tobin Bell. We've interviewed that guy. <laughs> Uh, it's only like, like first episode of creep show has like tobin bell and giancarlo giancarlo esposito in it Ooh, uh, that's yes. uh that's a spicy meatball right there that's right that's the very first episode of the entire series and everything and i just love there's something like a warm blanket with these these anthologies i love them because they're they, they're in and out like boom like this is you know we're gonna scare you real quick and then we're going to go to the next story and, and then we just move on. I love that type. Of is thing, it an so. anthology show to show or is it anthology season to season? There's two episodes. There's too many episodes per, per episode. I got, Oh, very much twilight zone. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Right? Kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Not like, uh, that American horror story where every season is a different story. Right. right every right. episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's my jam. That, that kind of stuff right there. I know Jonathan's been watching the, this creep show series and, and really digging it. Yeah. Uh, he highly recommended it to me. So they're, they're just so much fun, man. I mean, they, 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 they just, like I said, it's, it's in and out with their, you know, like, here's the story, bam, we're going to scare you. Then boom, we're going to go to the next one. And I love that type of thing. So Shudder has become, I, I, I love how much um, goodwill that they've garnered since they have, uh, they've, they've started. So Shudder is a, a, essentially a horror slash supernatural slash sci-fi, mostly horror uh, streaming service that's curated for like the best options of this. Um, and, you know, I, I've heard so many people, you know, horror fans in particular, but like some even non-horror fans are like, I'm going to get Shudder because they've got good stuff on there. I mean, they yeah, have- and they have good original programming. Yeah, too, oh, right? totally, like, totally. They uh, they make their own stuff. They scoop up stuff. They're not just, uh, you know, trying to collect what's out there. They're trying to create. Uh, and that's the stuff that I see most on Twitter that people are getting excited about is the stuff that's, you know, a shutter original, or this is the only place you can see this movie. Uh, and I think that's something they have going for them, at least in the horror space that nobody else can really compete with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. And you know what? I've already got shutter. I've had shutter for a long time and you can watch it on your iPhone, your iPad, Xbox one, like your, your TV, your, your, your microwave, you can't watch it on your microwave, but like probably mm-hmm. if you have one of those fancy refrigerators that has like the screen on it that mm-hmm. they used in Sil- Silicon Valley to, to hack Pied Piper and all that stuff, <laughs> I think yes. I've, I've gone too far down this, this rabbit hole, but you can watch it anywhere. 
Uh, I've already got it. But but if you haven't gotten Shutter, the reason to get Shutter, I'm so excited about this. Mm. Is House and House Two: The Second Uh-oh. Story. Yes. <laughs> I can't. Those two. Why those two movies, Barrett? Why? I don't know. Be, mm. And I'll tell you why. Because I haven't seen them. But they've been uh. built up so much <laughs> because the, it's it's so ridiculous. These are these are campy horror movies. These are these are horror movies like uh you know you feel nostalgic for you talk about a warm blanket like chris was talking about before it's like it's like this is what i'm here for i want over the topness i want people who have a tongue planted in their cheek i want john ratzenberger in my horror sequel and that's what you get with house two the second story <laughs> that's right <laughs> who wouldn't uh, yeah wouldn't? exactly uh, I'm so excited about this, but they also have, you know, very new uh, first run stuff. They've got uh, a new VHS 94 anthology, mm-hmm. um, yep. the VHS series I am on board with. Kind of fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that stuff. Uh, Chris mentioned the creep show, all the horror classics that you know and love. Uh, this is a great service. So you go to shutter S H U D D E R, not uh, like you're clicking a camera. It's shutter. Like you're, you know, freezing uh, because you whistled past a graveyard. So you go to Shutter.com. If you enter Sincast, the promo code Sincast, you get 30 days free. You get 30 days free. I don't know if you properly heard me, listener, but you get 30 (laughs) days free. Mm -hmm. That's no Mm -hmm. cost. That's a lot. The last time that I checked, free meant you don't have to spend anything. And that's 30 days. 30 days. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said it like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But go to Shutter, all right? Do the Shutter thing on whatever device that you have. Enter Sincast as your promo code. That is 30 days. You're going to get all the Halloween content that came out right before this aired. You're going to get all kinds of creepy fun stuff that you can have throughout, you know, the the fall season, which is a perfect time to watch horror content. Let's all be honest with yourself. Stop mm-hmm. fooling yourself, people. Mm-hmm. Uh Shutter S H U D D E R dot com and then enter the promo Sincast thirty days free baby. And you know I uh my uh I wrote it down as a record worn and I think I, it still is. I want to fast forward into the future uh when this does air to see if anything uh, wholesale has changed, which may have happened. Uh but it's Dave Chappelle's the closer. Um it's nah. the stand up stand up special mm-hmm. it's the stand-up stand-up special stuff. it's the stand-up special uh that a lot of people have talked about that's on netflix uh that was on netflix at least uh as of this recording mm-hmm. um and it is aptly named in that uh it's it's the last one that he's going to do for netflix on this current contract <clears throat> he did sticks and stones he did bugs in my ear he did like uh, spiders in my crotch or something like that. He did like a, he, what has he done? Like four or five of these. Uh, He's done over the time. Yeah, a handful of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this was his sixth. This was his Netflix. sixth. And, and it was all fairly recent too. It was uh, as of like 2019 or so until then. Um, and, uh, and I've watched all of them. Chappelle has always been one of the most, um, fascinating stand-up comedians that I've ever seen. Um, when he's on that first uh, special that he did for DC, 
that in in Washington D.C. where he's from, yeah, killing him uh, softly, killing him softly was one of the funniest things. It, it's up there, honestly, with uh, maybe not as big as Eddie Murphy Raw or Delirious, maybe not Pryor's uh, bigger things, but I would put that up against any Chris Rock special. I would put that up against a lot of the Jeff Dunham stuff. That- <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that. I tried. <laughs> I even get through I'd put him up against killer bees. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would, I would put that up uh, as, as one of the better spe- stand-up specialists ever. Um, if you haven't heard for some reason uh, in his previous Netflix special, which I think was called sticks and stones, um, the Dave Chappelle one, uh, he got into some hot water, um, didn't cancel it, uh, didn't didn't have any repercussions really whatsoever. Uh, but by talking about trans people and saying that, uh, you know, yeah, sure, I support them. But also, and anytime there's a but also, even if it's a comedian, probably going to be a little disingenuous uh, with, with you, you're going to inject your own opinion in here. And it's not going to be observational. It's going to be opinion based. Stand up, stand up. Do you, do you? That's fine. Um, in this special, uh, I watched it because again, I'm I'm trying to rekindle the, the glory days of Dave Chappelle, which the glory days were spectacular. Now his special, the George Floyd special that he did uh, right after George Floyd uh, was murdered, eight forty six, uh, was special, and it's special because. Dave Chappelle was talking about, in my opinion, Dave Chappelle was talking about something that was absolutely first and foremost in his mind. He had thought so deeply and hard about over many, many years. And it wasn't always funny. In fact, it was frequently not funny. It was straight from the heart. It was straight Mm -hmm. from the heart. He was talking about how angry he was. He was talking about how fucked up this whole institution is and everything. And it was compelling. I've watched it now probably three times since. Uh, and so after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. Uh, we had mentioned it actually on an earlier syncast and uh, Jeremy had mentioned how um, he's not going to watch it because of the, the things that he's read about it, specifically about Chappelle's comments with trans people. Um, and so I was like, I'm glad I had that kind of context warning going into this. Um, this, uh, this special is, is so frustrating, man, because for a certain period of time, Chris, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. No. For a certain period of time, he leans into it for a certain period Mm -hmm. of time. He does not. And it's funny. And you remind yourself that, Hey, Dave Chappelle can be funny. He talks about, you know, his hometown in, in Ohio. And there's a hilarious bit about strippers in there. Uh, and it's, and he, his affectations, his mannerisms, everything is on display there. And there's a brief glimpse of how funny Dave Chappelle still is. But then he leans into the trans stuff. And he's and, and he here's the thing that bothers me about Dave Chappelle is that he is known now, especially after that George Floyd uh, special. Uh, he's known now as a very deep thinker, as a very a guy that you take seriously, which is funny because he's a comedian, uh, but uh, a guy that that thinks deeply about things. And so when he says something about, uh, here's my opinion about trans people, some people are tending to listen to him and, and validate him 
And even though, and especially because he's, he's detailed the black experience in America of which obviously I have no idea about, um, that, you know, when he compares the two, you have to give it a little bit of credence because there, there is a lot of weight and, um, there's a lot of weight to his experience and his thoughts on experience. Uh, but also his stuff on trans is so tone deaf and it's so embarrassing and it's so dismissive and it's so, it makes me absolutely furious uh, when he tries to couch this as this is something I've thought about for a long time. And when he says stuff like you're only a minority until you get to be white, <clears throat> I'm going to leave that there because I have no further comment on that. But it's stuff like that that makes this makes this um, different than what he's done in the past. He really leans into the controversy. And to me, for the first time, I think, to me, it appears as though he's doing that for controversy's sake. Yes. And, and that I'm not down with. Yes. In fact, did you see the Netflix CEO a few days ago came out and said, we're not going to pull the special. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave's Dave's last special is one of our most watched specials of all time there or something go. like that. There you go. Very clearly laying out, you know, and then, of course, Dave has a documentary coming soon about him. Mm-hmm. So I think part of this is keeping him his name in the public. He premiered that documentary at the Hollywood Bowl after this special dropped with people like Brad Pitt in the audience, a crowded house of A-listers, mm-hmm. and he got a standing ovation when he walked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of the problem is that the wrong people are staying silent. Um, but to me, this feels like a comedian's version of don't tell me what I can't do. He got he got a little yep. heat for yep. trans and LGBTQ jokes in previous specials. And this special feels like, again, I have not seen it. I have read extensively the jokes. I, I know what's in this special, even without having seen it. Mm-hmm. And this feels like doubling down. This feels exactly like, this feels exactly like doubling down. It's I'm, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, it's a troll job. And now, now we've got Keenan Ivory Wayans, who, thank God, he's, so relevant comes out today and says, I think with that special Dave Chappelle freed the slaves as comedians, we've been slaves to this woke culture. Oh no. It's just, there's so much. <sighs> oh, Listen, no. I think Dave is a deep thinker. I think Dave is often very insightful, but I think Dave started drinking his own Kool-Aid a long time ago. Yeah. And I think there's something that happens where you begin to think I am important. There's what a, there's a line, yeah. Important. There's a line in there in that special where he's like, "How do you know? How do you know? Uh, how do you know to put your money where your mouth is?" And he's like, "Well, I know because I left fifty million dollars on the table with Comedy Central when I decided to bounce." And I'm like, "That is not apples to apples, yo. That is no, not no. apples to apples. You not can't do that, especially if you're speaking for an underrepresented population, a population that's been repressed for so many years. Don't." Yeah. I read it's, an it's excellent so piece. But goddamn, uh, is the website called the Root uh, African American centric cultural journalism site that I read sometimes? Sounds familiar. But they criticized this 
Because uh, apparently in the special, Dave talks about a trans person that he became friends with. Mm-hmm. And this article was saying, this smacks of when sometimes white people say, I, I can't have be a racist black friend. because I have a black friend. Exactly. exactly. He's using the same logic he would not allow to be applied in a different context. Uh, and it's just it's just ignorance. It's just it, it's, you know, weaponized ignorance because his audience is so huge. But mm-hmm. he just he just needs an education. And uh, I hope he gets it. I hope somebody who, who gets it is able to say to him, here's what you're not understanding. Um because or maybe, or what is more likely, this is not his actual thoughts, and this is a performance, and maybe this is all <sighs> bullshit. And if it is, man, find some better art to do. It's an, <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, how funny. is that any different than t- what Tucker Carlson does in terms of like being performative? You said it. You said and it. offending it's for the sake also- of promotion. It's also incongruent to what he's done in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, he would, he, he has, he has made you look at things in a different way. A lot of times that, you know, comes from his own experiences and other people that he knows and everything like that. I don't know how, uh, I think when you guys are talking about doubling down, there is a, I think there's a sense of, you know, uh, I took a lot of heat for that last one. Uh, how can I, how can I turn this into something that is, uh, you, you, you're, you're sort of obsessed with trying to get people to look at it your way in some way. Uh, yep. you're kind of trying to get it to where, uh, like, like, look, 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 you know, I, you know, I'm not a hateful person here. Just look at it this way or whatever, but he doesn't have, a trans experience and neither do any of us we're, who are talking here. We mm-hmm. don't have that experience. I read a whole Twitter thread the other day of someone who said, who said, we are not offended. Let's, uh, you know, I, I'm a trans person. We are not offended here. Let, and just listed 38 people who got killed for being trans. Yeah. Uh, who said they are not offended after each one of the, the bios that he put out yeah. for each one of them. Um, and so, it kind of also, I mean, it, I mean, it, yeah, there's a, there's a, a lot there where I think it's just, I've gotten called out for something that I normally don't get called out for on, even on controversial topics. How can I turn this into something where people will be like, oh, okay, well, I didn't look at it that way, yeah. but he doesn't have, he doesn't have the same grounding nope. that no. he's had before. And it, it has no. worked before. It has worked before. And it has really mm-hmm. opened a lot of people's eyes. And I, I mm-hmm. do appreciate that. I ain't working on this and ain't working but on this. Let me also, you know, bring up too. uh, I won't mention the name of the person, but I've talked to a stand up comic mm. and I would seen some of the things that they had done. And I was like, I asked that person, I was like, can you still do material like you're talking about now? we're not talking about here. Um, I don't know. I, I would say that it would be offensive, um, if you were to have this, uh, as a big special or whatever, but, um, I asked him if, if, you know, you can still do that. And he goes, absolutely. I can still do these jokes mm-hmm. because there's an audience for it. Mm-hmm. So people worried about Dave Chappelle getting canceled and should, and, and 
yeah. you know, or, or Chappelle himself. I don't know if he's come out and said, people are going to cancel me over this or anything. Oh, he's like that. egging it, it on. Special. Yep. He's egging he, it on. There mm-hmm. is absolutely, he is not going to get canceled. Barrett no. uh, had a rant about this a, a, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as canceled. You have to, to go you have to go really, really bad before you're canceled. You have to be Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. people who have done just monstrous fucking. But even Bill Cosby's going to go on a tour, and you know people are going to buy those tickets, man. They yep. sure as fuck are. Yep. Um, so there's no such thing. There are there, yeah, there are people who individually will quote unquote cancel somebody or whatever. But that's the same thing we do with anything we don't like, right? Yep. There's yep. a, you know, I, you know, I didn't like Twin Peaks. I was one of the many who didn't like Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks got fucking canceled. You yeah, know? that's a yes, that's real canceling. People, yeah. uh, people are, were on Twitter fairly recently canceling, like deleting all of their Eric Clapton sh- songs from their mm-hmm. iPhone. Fuck you, dude. First of all, you probably already paid for that shit, so it didn't really mm-hmm. matter to him. Second of all, he's on a tour of red states right now, unvaccinated. Well, actually, he is vaccinated, uh, but of un- largely unvaccinated states, uh, making mm-hmm. hand over fist dollars and getting adulation from everyone, including the, t- the governor of Texas. He don't yep. give a fuck what you're thinking about canceling him. There's no Never such has. thing. There's just no such thing. You can't. You have to, like I said, you have to actually, I think you have to cross a line into the actual physical damage or, 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 or mental damage of a lot of people before you get into the canceled territory mm-hmm. and people keep on saying, I'm worried about, you know, Oh my God, you can't say anything. Fuck you. Yes, you can. You can say anything you want. Mm-hmm. You're going to have an audience for it. I don't, you're, you're always going to have people who love you. Chappelle you know there could be netflix could take this special down and yeah. he'll he's gonna go on tour i think he's going on tour with joe rogan and everybody in the fucking world is gonna go watch that, that comedy arenas he's not playing yeah. he's not playing clubs he's right. playing arenas he's yeah. making millions off of this as is rogan who is himself uh gone through the oh i can't I'm so worried about cancel culture. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. At no. least Chappelle has a history of occasionally being insightful. Like yeah. R- Rogan <laughs> doesn't have that to fall back on. That dude just spouts whatever comes into his brain, and ten million people no. listen. Are you forgetting his time on the Man Show? Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I did. I'm or sorry, Fear I did. I forgot about that. that. Yes. That's I'm, a cat I'm, that thinks deep. No, about if, stuff. if you're not going to go all the way back to suddenly Susan, I don't want to talk about it. Or news yeah. radio. Or news oh, radio. News radio. Was, which one was he on? He was on news radio. Fuck. He may suddenly have been on Susan. suddenly Susan. Maybe there's a crossover he where he showed up as the handyman for Brooke Shields. <laughs> I just, all those, I mean, news radio is great, but like that just shoot me suddenly Susan era of sitcom. <laughs> they all were yeah. the same well, when Caroline Ray was in one, uh, wasn't it like a Caroline in the city or something like that? Well, yeah. that was, uh, that wasn't was, that Leah Thompson who was Leah in Caroline? Leah Thompson. That's right. Yeah. Leah Thompson. <laughs> that's how yeah. interchangeable all this stuff is. But yes, ah. the, the only reason for the wreck is that there's still a sliver of Dave Chappelle in there. That is funny. And man, that mm-hmm. cat is funny. But mm-hmm. I just wish he would just, you know, Eddie Murphy, funny. Eddie Murphy had the same issue with it between his specials too. I think it was in delirious that he was talking about gay people. 
Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And by the time Raw came around, he had to address it, you know. And yeah. of course, he joked about it. I mean, I don't think he went. And I still haven't seen the Chappelle show, uh, the Chappelle uh, special, but um, I, I he didn't dwell on it. It feels like Murphy went ahead and did his joke and then went on. Yep. Whereas Chappelle was like, "How can I make this? How can I turn millions of people to my side?" Yeah. I mean, and this, there's a reason that we're talking about it today is that uh, he made you know a third to a half of his act about this controversy instead of writing funny shit. And I think that's mm-hmm. lazy. And I think that's, uh, that's self-serving and do your thing, man. Do your thing. Maybe you're, mm-hmm. maybe you're funny. Maybe you got uh, a, a lot of support for this special. It ain't, it ain't me. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of funny, but uh, a whole lot of get out of here. All right, everybody. It's time to talk about better help. Better help. Yelp. Uh, if you've listened to this program, a few times, you've probably heard us talk about BetterHelp before. BetterHelp is an online therapeutic counseling resource for you. For you, listener. I'm pointing at you. Me? All right? Look, if you've, if you've heard this before and you're like, ah, you know, I've got some stuff I need to work on. My mental health is not great right now. Uh, I'm not feeling great. <clears throat> Maybe I'm getting... You know, on the angry side, maybe I'm getting on the anxious side. Maybe I'm worrying too much. Maybe I'm drinking too much. Maybe I'm doing this kind of thing. And I want to address it, but I don't know how. You're not alone, people. That's something I really want to stress. You're not the only one that this applies to. That's why you have resources like BetterHelp. Online uh, counseling service with licensed professional therapists that can walk you through this process. You access it from home. From your computer, from your tablet, uh, from your phone, uh, you have your own counseling room where you book appointments, you message your counselor, and you're off and running. And it is one of the best decisions that you can make is is taking the leap into bettering yourself, uh, making yourself happier, especially if there's something that you feel like you can work on to improve your mental health. BetterHelp is there specifically for this. And again, you are not the only one. Millions of people are signing up for BetterHelp right now for a very good reason. And you're going to learn things that you didn't even intend to learn that are helpful. Like, you know, I went into therapy initially a bunch of years ago with with a very specific question. Uh, Why am I X? Why am I like this? This one specific thing that Mm -hmm. I do. Why is that? And as we start digging through that, <clears throat> I started learning about trauma and how trauma can come in so many different forms for so many different people. And a lot of my little, what I thought were idiosyncratic behaviors, I've come to learn were behaviors born out of trauma, traumatic experiences. Like I'm deathly afraid of bees, right? And I just thought, well, I've, I've always been afraid of bees until my brother reminded me that one time when I was like seven, we were playing this game where you kick the ball down the hill. I'm going off the rails, but stay with me. And then the other guy has to ra- race after it and try and stop the ball before it gets to the bottom of the hill. And you do that by sliding and hooking. It was a great game. It was rad. One day I was, was playing awesome. this game and I slid down the hill and I hooked my foot around and I stopped the ball, the soccer ball, volleyball, whatever it was. But I felt this sharp pain in my belly, and I looked down. It was one of those giant bumblebees, and he was stuck on Ooh, my damn, on my oh. belly. Oh no! And I began to realize that, and a couple other incidences that that 
that's why I'm deathly afraid of of stinging uh, insects. It's because Mm -hmm. I had these minor traumatic experiences. And I'll tell you what, even learning that has made me less afraid of flying stinging insects. Yeah. Like there was a minor minor nest of wasps out by my barn and i just i just kept walking by it all summer i didn't care i didn't freak out i just anyway the point is therapy will reveal things to you that you you didn't even know you needed to know that will help you improve your day-to-day life a lot of times uh you know what uh, counseling is is uh, a ridiculous charm remember the ridiculous charm uh from uh uh, prisoner ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a ridiculous story. So uh, Remus Lupin has, in, when he is defense against the dark arts class, he has this armoire full of a boggart, which is the scariest thing that you can ever think of. And the ridiculous charm turns it into something that you can manage, that you can laugh at in specifically for that spell, but you can manage, right? Um, not to say that that always happens, but that's kind of the point of of counseling and therapy is to take those big scary things uh that have been lurking around your brain whether you even know them or not uh and and make them manageable uh, take sometimes back power over take them back power yes by understanding the, how they work yeah <sighs> take the power out of them rather shifting that balance uh and it's it's tremendously satisfying when you look at something that looks so huge um, everybody's had a project that when they first start, they're like, ain't no fucking way I'm going to be able to do that. Uh, but bit by bit you get it done and pretty soon you're at, at the end of it. Uh, it's the same thing with counseling. Um, mm-hmm. if you haven't done it, try it today, go to betterhelpcom slash syncast. Uh, you get 10% off your first month. Everything is right there on that site. Through that URL, you sign up, you answer a few questions, they contact you within 24 hours, bada bing, bada boom, match with the counselor, and you're off and running. This is a great service, and we will continue to let you know about it because we believe in it, and we have heard good things uh, in response to it. I am I'm not only a uh, – what does the hair club guy say? Anyway, I'm, I'm a, a client. Just a spokesman. I'm also a customer. We're not a spokesman. I'm also a client. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, and I have appreciated it and loved it uh, ever since I signed up uh, almost two years ago. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Sencast. Won't regret it. Do it now. Don't wait. I recently got a, I knocked something off my stack of shame. A movie that is a classic that I have never seen until three days ago when I watched Raging Bull. Raging Bull. <clears throat> it was okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a recommend, but I mean I'm a record warn. Um, you're, hold it on, favorite, hold, 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 hold. it's a Barrett's favorite movie or something. You're record warning Raging Bull. <laughs> I just can't Raging fully Bull. recommend it. I just can't fully recommend it. You're record warning Raging Bull. It insists on itself, Lois. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> I found it disjointed. I found the 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 pacing and the time jumps to be disorienting. I fucking hate Robert De Niro's. I fucking hated everybody in this movie, but I mostly hated Robert De Niro's character. Like, like 
the logline for this movie should be, look what an asshole this guy is, to literally everyone. Was Um, Travis Bickle nicer than Jake LaMotta? I'm not a big fan of that movie either. Oh, you're not? No. I mean, what I want to say about this, this is probably similar to what I would say about um, Taxi Driver. The performances are great. Yeah. Uh, there's no denying that Pesci's outstanding and De Niro's outstanding. And who's the woman? Is it? It's uh, Kathy Moriarty. Kathy Moriarty. Uh, she's even great. Um, <clears throat> I think it's shot very well. Uh, some very interesting camera work. Um, I don't quite understand the black and white choice, um, but. It's still shot very well. The performances are outstanding. I just didn't enjoy watching the journey. I didn't enjoy the journey of this movie. I didn't... I know I say this a lot. I don't always have to have somebody to root for, but give me a glimmer of why people like this guy in the beginning. Give me a glimmer of what it is... Uh, does she fall for him just because he has a really nice car and Pesci says he's going to be a champ? Because it seems like right after that, they start fucking and then they get married. And I'm just like, has he done one nice thing to her? Has he been nice to her? Has he paid her a compliment? Has he ever said thank you to Joe Pesci? Give me one bright fucking moment so that when I get the boxing scenes, I have a reason to root for anything other than to him have his ear bitten off or face bashed in. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you fucking my wife. It seems like the movie was much more concerned with the family drama um than the boxing stuff which is fair that's fine um but maybe it just wasn't maybe it's just not my bag uh i'm I'm not trying to say with my record warn that i think the movie is bad Hmm. i'm trying to say i can see the talent of the filmmaking and the acting but i did not enjoy this movie um i I did not enjoy it hmm Hmm. well what does that say about me yeah 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 i mean you didn't enjoy it didn't enjoy it this is an awkward uh, situation for me because it's probably been about 10 years since I've seen this last. It's um, been a long time for me as well. I remember the boxing scenes being the standout to me. And I think there was a lot of realism to this uh, mm-hmm. in that De Niro really, really trained. Because he has a uh, belief Scorsese puts the camera in the ring. Yeah. And, and, and when the punches are coming, he's punch, basically punching the camera, essentially. Yeah. From what I understand. There was a lot of reality there. And also what I remember, now you've seen this much more recently than me, Jeremy. Uh, I remember him being a lot more not Rocky Balboa at the beginning, you know, big puppy dog that's trying to do his best or anything like that. But I remember him being, you know, a lot more humble and a lot more hardworking mm-hmm. and a lot mm-hmm. more where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to get this done with the help of, now Pesci is his trainer, right? Trainer slash friend. It's his brother. Um, but yeah, his brother his slash trainer. trainer slash promoter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so he, does it seem like he's an asshole from the very beginning? It did to me. Yeah. It did to me, especially to Joe Pesci, uh, who, who is doing other than, other than in the ring, he's doing all the work for this guy's career. And yeah. it, the whole movie, he's just insulting Pesci left and right. You're stupid. What do I keep you around for? And, you know, clearly, clearly, Scorsese is drawn to these types of anti-antagonist, antagonistic protagonists, maybe I should say, because it feels like a lot of his movies feature prominently terrible people, which is fine. I don't think that says anything about Scorsese himself. But watching this movie, I, I started remembering, oh, even a lot of De Niro's roles are just 
assholes. Like he was very comfortable early in his career and very good at playing assholes. And uh, I just, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I expected something different going in. Maybe I expected too much. It's got a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.2 on IMDb. I'm clearly on the island and, and everyone thinks this movie is great. Uh, I, I can see technical artistry, but I did not enjoy myself. I will say that this movie is not one that I go to revisit as much as I have Taxi Driver. Um, True. I've watched, Me too. Me too. I know you said you didn't like Taxi Driver either, but I've, Taxi Driver is a movie that I always can come back to. Raging Bull, maybe not the same pull. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, much like Barrett, I haven't seen it in a long time. So who knows? Um, I I think that's where Scorsese gets a lot of his praise though, right? The, the technical aspects of everything that he shoots is amazing. The performances are always amazing. Yep. But yeah, there's no, if there's nobody to root for, um, if you find yourself in that position, watching these movies, At instead of it being fellows. a character, instead of it being just a character study, Yes. You know, you and you and you want to say, hey, I want I want to, you know, I want this guy to have a story arc where he changes in some way uh, that uh, is satisfying. But sometimes, you know, some people are just assholes and they never change. I think he has an arc. It's just asshole. To no, devil. he he definitely yes he definitely to devil. It's funny because <laughs> he he gains the weight right, and that's what the, yeah. the whole thing is famous for. But yeah, he becomes an absolute monster by the end of that that movie. I oh, isn't yeah. he undefeated by the end of that movie? Uh, well, he no, because he throws a fight. Oh, that's right. Because the gangsters yeah, yeah. force him yeah, to yeah, throw yeah, a yeah. fight, but he beats the shit out of Pesci, right. and, then he, and then he turns around and beats the shit out of his own wife. Yeah, like. Uh, I it's That's just you know I get watch. it. Yeah, technical artistry. I did not enjoy the viewing of it. I'm I'm not trying to disparage the movie. I just can't Jeremy full recommend it uh, without those caveats. I like that mm-hmm. kind Uh Did he win the uh, Oscar that year? Nope. That okay. we 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 actually talked about this. Uh, I don't know three or four weeks ago. With one and by the by the time this comes out, it'll be eight weeks ago. But yeah, right. um uh but no uh, ordinary people was what won best picture and Robert Redford won best director. I was asking having recently seen that. It's fantastic. Did did De Niro win the the Oscar? De Niro, no, I don't think so. De Niro won his Oscar for uh for was it Godfather Two and then maybe Taxi Driver. I don't think he won for this. Good in Godfather Two. He's good in that. Was it was the War on Grandpa? He won for that. <laughs> yeah, War on he was Grandpa. no. He was just nominated for the Oscar. Oh, he just, just nominated. Just yeah, nominated. he's kind of like Meryl Streep. It's that confused. De Niro. Yeah, it's Ricky and the Flash um, and the War with Grandpa. Uh, uh, so no, he did win for Raging Bull and um, he won for uh, Godfather Two. Yes, and Raging Bull. So yes, yeah, and Raging Bull was was kind of where that whole mythology of like if you gain or lose weight for mm-hmm. a role, then you're yeah. guaranteed at least a, a nomination, most likely a win. Because he did, I mean, he gained sixty pounds, mm. something like that. It's an appreciable because he was carved out of wood. To paraphrase uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ed Norton in Fight Club, he was cut up at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, and then he yeah. became a big old fat bastard. there's a great scene in there though where he's mad that pesci has booked him for a fight at 155 because he's over that weight and he's again belittling pesci you're you're a fucking moron why do i stay around with you why'd you book this fight for me and then pesci just goes off 
about why fighting this guy is 10 times better than fighting the next heaviest guy he could fight. And he ends the whole thing by saying, just fucking stop fucking eating. Just stop fucking eating. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that scene. Eating. Pesci. Pesci may have been nominated too. Pesci's, by the way, if you, if you know Pesci most from Goodfellas, this is the antithesis of that role. Mm, uh, yeah. He is, yeah. is kind hearted. That's one of the only times that he really like breaks down. And <laughs> it's like, don't, yeah. stop he, fucking he was indeed nominated for, for that. Yeah, oh, wow. He's great. He's great. Uh, three nominations total. Uh, the Irishman and Goodfellas. Uh, he won for Goodfellas. Um, uh, so uh, continuing uh, this Jean-Paul Belmondo uh, thing, that man from Rio, this movie is fucking bonkers. Ooh, um, I love bonkers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was made, I believe um, during the time that James Bond was becoming a huge thing. So they made what a kind of is a play on James Bond. Uh, Spielberg watched this movie nine times, apparently. And you mm. can see influences on Indiana Jones uh, mm. in, uh, in this movie, but this movie's bonkers. It's about, uh, so Belmondo plays a guy who's coming. Uh, he's got shore leave. And, uh, and he, uh, gets off the train and he's going to go meet his lady. Um, yeah, that's I what they always get some do. shore leave so I can get some goddamn poon, <laughs> some poon tang. Um, his lady gets, his lady gets, uh, kidnapped. Uh, she goes out to do something with her car and a guy like, uh, uh grabs her and drives off with her and Belmondo gets out and uh and uh gets on a, a random motorcycle outside i believe it's the cop's motorcycle uh and and to to chase after this car and there's this pretty awesome chase through paris all the way through mm-hmm. this where he's uh where he's chasing after where his girlfriend is he even gets on uh he even catches up to go to because they go to the airport she uh her kidnappers take her to the airport he uh, gets a ticket and gets on her plane and everything. And he tells the people like, Hey, you know, that's my girlfriend. She was kidnapped. And, and so they're like, okay, well, we'll bring you over there and, and, and f- we'll find out. He goes over and says, Hey, don't you, re- Hey, it's me. Don't you remember? And she, she doesn't remember him for some reason. Mm. Um, this whole movie is just absolutely fucking nuts. It's, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's, uh it's funny throughout it's it's it feels airplane and like what would later inspire movies like airplane and things like that there's this funny moment where uh he he gets he finally gets back with his girlfriend and they're they're still going cross country and trying to you know uh, solve this whatever's going on and everything and um and uh they they're talking to this kid uh, and, uh, he's like, the kid's like, I can get you guys a car. And, uh, and, and she's, and he goes, well, whatever the lady wants or whatever, whatever you want, whatever, uh, the kid's like, whatever the lady wants. And the lady's like, uh, I don't know. And then Belmondo goes probably a green car with pink stars on it. Next scene, they're in a green car with pink stars on it. Driving <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, there's there, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that comes out of nowhere. Um, I'm trying to remember what the actual there's, this is a, uh, 
the actual like uh, overriding thing that's going on the plot of this movie is a, a statue is stolen from a museum and there's three statues that together open up this thing you can hear the indiana jones in this mm. as you as as it's going on so the, i think she the girlfriend works at the museum and that's why the cops were talking to her at the beginning of the movie uh so they're chasing after this guy who's got these statues and he wants to open up this thing to get these like uh diamonds i believe it opens up a, it's a, the, the legend is that if you get them all together you get the this uh treasure trove of diamonds so it's them then chasing the after this up. then the aliens show up mm-hmm. and then you can really see where the spielberg uh, <laughs> where spielberg was influenced um if you want a movie that you're just sitting there just laughing and smiling all the way through it that man from rio is that kind of movie i think this is both your right up your alleys especially jeremy i think this is i think jeremy would love this movie i would i almost i almost want you to watch it in the next couple of days because that's how much i think you'd enjoy it um uh that man from rio what's the when did this come out roundabout 1964 i believe oh okay interesting yeah so this is when belmondo has he's he's become probably famous from breathless at this point mm, he's a and other motherfucker mm-hmm, and others but uh but uh it's just one of those movies that i can see jeremy watching and and being and be like his like a white his french white christmas almost <laughs> like you know something nice. that's like there is a french film that i watch all the time guys and, and that, <laughs> that man and that man from rio it looks like um, it's on amazon prime yeah um so uh yeah i uh, it's it that little movie night really made me want to go find some more belmondo films because he's fucking great so Hmm. um yeah that's uh that's another recommend you know what i'm always up for i'm gonna bring this home on a positive note let me tell you something Mm, mm -hmm, you mm. know what i'm always up for and and i i do not discount is a farce this sounds almost like uh what what you're talking about with that man from rio even though it's, Mm. it's got a little more um teeth to it uh, mm-hmm. But I'm up for a farce. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not. I, I'm not uh, putting myself on a pedestal. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm I'll, I'll watch it. And yeah. So uh, last Sunday morning, you know, Sunday morning. Sometimes you wake up, you turn on the TV, and you're like, Ah, I'm gonna watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Did that on uh, Sunday, and I uh, came across a movie called Envy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! <laughs> I'm trying to remember. If I've seen gonna, this, are you going to recommend this movie? So this is 2004. Oh no! It's 2004. This was now. Listen, listen to the pedigree for this thing. It's 2004. Oh. Uh, directed by Barry Levinson. Just oh, no. you know, oh, almost not god tier, but just substantial tier director Barry Levinson, starring Jack Black, starring Ben Stiller, with. Uh, supporting performances by Amy Poehler, by Rachel Weisz, by Christopher Walken, not just me in a, in, a, in a role that's just a cameo or anything like that. This is real Christopher Walken, and this has got good people in this. Uh, this uh, is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, thank life. God. Uh, oh, thank this God. Is, uh, now, I couldn't stop watching it because I tried to t- talk myself into it as a farce, as a morality play, 
as a something because it is about envy. Jack Black and Ben Stiller work together at uh, at uh, 3M or something like that, uh, one of those big big uh, uh, companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Jack Black invents a, a something that makes poo disappear. <laughs> for for real, it's a spray uh, that you spray on dung and it disappears. Mm. He becomes rich and famous. Ben Stiller becomes the titular envy. He becomes the Kevin Spacey of this tale. Um, the seven version, not the uh, awful right. version. The, the different right. awful version. I'm digging myself a hole. All right. Yes. So Ben Stiller is married to Rachel Weiss, who is perfectly fine until she gets a little taste of that and the envy and then a little bit of the money. And then Jack Black, he's married to Amy Poehler. And Amy Poehler wants to run for office, much like her parts and rack stuff. Uh, and basically, and Christopher Walken, hey, I hope everybody's sitting down. He plays <laughs> a crazy person. What? With long hair and weird affectations. Now, I know mm. that's a shock because this is mm-hmm. a man, especially in the, the 2000s and the late 90s, that is known for his gravitas. But no, mm. he plays he plays a weirdo. This movie is balls. There's nothing, nothing to it. It's awful. It's 8% aggregate and Rotten Tomatoes. It's probably negative on IMDb. I haven't even looked it up because I don't want to. I don't want to spend any more time talking about this or thinking about it. But I had to get it off my chest because it's a <laughs> terrible movie with a lot of talented people. And I hate it when that happens. And it did. And avoid it at all cost. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember if I saw this. It did come out while I was working at theaters, but I don't know if I ever saw this. There was a period of time where it seemed like a lot of these guys, the uh, so-called frat pack of, of, of actors were coming out with these, you know, like low rent comedies that, you know, it wasn't befitting of their status whatsoever, but yeah. they still found theatrical release. <laughs> and Envy seemed like one of those. Um, Jeremy, you uh, saw I, it? Oh, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. It's bad. It's bad. Even the even the production values felt bad. Like yeah, like yeah. like you said, beneath their stature, it just felt like it felt like a listers on a Hallmark movie set. Yes, the set looks like it was probably made for eight hundred dollars, uh, mm. with with like a couple of them chipping in to like screw some screws in some plywood. Mm-hmm. What was a? There was another movie with Ben Stiller around this time where they go into. Um, I've got to look at this. I got, he made a couple of these. <laughs> yeah, he made quite a few. Um, but it was around this time. What was this movie called? Uh, of course, of course, Ben Stiller has his producer credits first. Um, yeah, the watch was, was one of them, but that was after kind of his post night at the museum. Duplex. Renaissance. Yeah. Duplex. Duplex. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. yeah, So yeah, yeah, he had, he had like a bunch of these that were coming out around that time and it just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He can't help himself, man. He'll do a tower heist for every, like, uh every friends and neighbors that he does and uh, listen it's his own career man do your thing uh mm-hmm. i know he's talented though and it sucks that he's doing an envy and a tower heist and a and a in the night of the museum nine or like a, a fucking duplex mm-hmm. you know what i realized the other day night at the museum 
is just Indian in the cupboard at a, at a museum. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> the flow figurines come to life. You're correct. Like they, that You're movie correct. just ripped off ripped off the Indian in the cupboard completely. God, I haven't mm-hmm. thought about that. Well, I haven't. Where is there a movie adaptation? I just read the book. Indian in the cupboard? Yeah, there is one. There's it a movie out. out in, it's good. Came out in like 1993. Yeah, it's really charming. Um, um, yeah. You're I'm, absolutely I just realized right. That the other day. You're it's absolutely right about that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Mm, um, oh, we've covered some good ground today, folks. We at least covered some ground. Um, to go back over what everybody recommended, warned, and whatever. Barrett Recca warned Dave Chappelle, the closer. Um, I think more leaning towards the warn yeah, uh, on that yeah, one. Yeah. And then he warned the Barry Levinson classic Envy. <laughs> um, First time anyone has talked about that movie since 2004. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, Jeremy, I don't think surprisingly, Rekka warned Raging Bull. This is not a Jeremy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 I can, I totally understand that that's not for everybody. So yeah, he Rekka warned Raging Bull. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. The Martin, the Martin Scorsese movie. He Rekka warned I that. I did. Um, he, he ain't scared. He ain't fucking scared. Nope. Um, and he recommended, see, he recommended the Muppets Haunted Mansion. He recommended Raging Bull. I did. Recommended Muppets Haunted Mansion. This is why context matters, people, because if you took that out of context, Mm -hmm. Jeremy's like, Muppets Haunted Mansion is much better than Raging Bull. That's, that's, (laughs) that's correct. Uh, I recommended the professional, not the 1994 version, but, uh, 1981 version. Yes, which is also good. 1981 version, Jean-Paul Belmondo, and then um, also recommended That Man from Rio, also starring Belmondo. Um, So, yeah. 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 Those are both excellent movies. Uh, You will not be disappointed. Was that the theme? Uh, Was the Belmondo theme? uh, I think so, because... Movie Club? I think so, and I don't know if this had anything to do with it. But he died a month or so ago, and by the time oh. this comes out, it'll be about two months from now. He died. Hmm. Um, uh, he—I don't think he said that, but I remember going through the IMDb while his movie was while one of the movies was running, and I was like, "Oh shit, he died in like September." Hmm. Um, so, uh, so, but uh, yeah, uh, that was the theme uh, of a couple of his movies, and they're and they're great. They are great. Um, okay. That's going to do it for this week. Keep going to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter, Discord, and SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a little tuning fork, Jeremy, over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. I can't believe that you misread... Oh, Jesus. The rant and had chambered.
a rant about printers. Like that was already <laughs> ready to go, baby. I mean, that I don't was care the if thing, I stole right? it. It's mine like, now, baby. So Appalachian State is my adopted team, and they're, uh, they're right up here. Mm-hmm. Now it's in Boone, gotcha. North Carolina. Um, if you. I, uh, you probably remember they beat uh, Michigan, like, what was it? Now it's been probably 10, 11 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, at Michigan opening week or something like that when Michigan was ranked number five. And that's mm-hmm. when they rose to prominence. Now, weirdly, I had an, a girlfriend in uh, – <laughs> weirdly enough, I had a girlfriend. That uh, is weird. But, that's yeah, weird. It was weird. Weirdly enough, I had a girlfriend in uh, a sophomore year in, in uh, high school that when she graduated, she went to Appalachian State. And the first time I ever heard of Appalachian State, I was like, what the fuck is that all about? Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's in Boone, kind of a hippie town and that kind of thing. And she went, and then I heard a, a few other people went, and then I saw that that kind of uh, uprising in Michigan. And they've had a great football team ever since. Um, and so we started coming up here to Blowing Rock or around here. Um and started going up to Boone because Boone's a really cool town. And I've kind of developed an affection for, for Appy state over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they've kind of become my almost, I almost followed them more than Louisville at this point because Louisville's mm-hmm. just consistently disappointing on every level, like coaching mm-hmm. and admin and I don't know, <laughs> yeah. uniforms. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. Appy mm-hmm. State, uh, yeah, that's my diatribe on Appy State, kids. Put it in the bank. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Y'all, I, I have one of you ever been to Manel's? Yes. Yeah, man. Is it I, I went past that uh, not too long ago. We went to a birthday party. I have been there once, and it was very good. I ha- uh, I don't know if it was, you know, so good that I had to go back again, but it was good. The only thing I, 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 I tend to, this is, this, this kind of thing makes me feel uncomfortable though. They, the way they do things there. Um, and then you go in and you share a table with a whole bunch of other parties and oh. you pass around food oh. and, um, and I went, this is how I knew by the way, that Donald Trump was going to win more States than people thought he was. Huh. Um, because I was at a table with a guy who was like a tour bus driver and then like a part of a traveling band of either Brantford or Win- uh, Winston Marsalis. I can't remember who, which Marsalis it was. Huh. Um, yeah, they were, Marsalis. yeah. And, um, and, uh, we're all sitting there enjoying, you know, whatever brunch or whatever. And, and, uh, I think it had to have been 2016 because, yeah trump had not been elected yet but um but yeah the the tour bus driver guy was like i'm voting for trump he's he tells the truth blah 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 and uh i was was just sitting there going i can't believe we've got people who love trump this much uh you know share breakfast with their eyes right well and, and i don't think trump had necessarily become ultra toxic by this point it was kind of a joke that he was even in this in the running um i don't know i don't remember having the same kind of like you know shivers down my spine hearing his name that i did later um 
Although I think honestly, he had said a lot of crazy fucking ridiculous shit uh, at this point. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he so, started off with crazy ridiculous shit, but yeah, you're right. It got worse yeah. uh, later on, you know, but I just remember because I went to a poker game and somebody was like, Trump's not going to win one state. And I kept thinking back to this dude at Monell's who said he was going to vote for Trump because he speaks the truth and he tells it like it is and all that. And I was like, that sounds like something a lot of people think I was just downing that barbecue, man. I was like, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. I don't want to make my own brunch. Make your own brunch. Fuck you. Make your own fucking brunch. Do monkey bread. Do bacon. Do fucking bread. Just, uh, you know, put a bunch of scramby eggs with a bunch of chives in there. And like, do your own brunch, man. I'm going to do my own meal. I'm just not going to do the brunch. I'm going to do like a big grill out. Do Um, the brunch. Can eat my ass, dude. What is your your glitch? Your brunch will be better than anything that you can get at other, well, most brunch spots. Like Adele's, I think, is like an otherworldly brunch. The, uh, was it? Some pretty good stuff here. That uh, Simpsons where Marge runs into the guy at the bowling alley who's trying to seduce her and everything, and he's like, "It's like I'm going to brunch tomorrow," and he's like, and she's like, "What's that? It's it's a lot like breakfast. It's a lot like lunch, but there's a slight there's a slice of cantaloupe at the end." <laughs> <laughs> we hate Jumper, right? We kind of hate Jumper. We we kind of hate Jumper, right? I mean, it's not good. It's not good, but I got a little something for it. Yeah. 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 It's not like terrible. I can't tell you how many extra ones I have at this point. It's I could make a whole fucking new collection with my extra ones at this point. Are they on the shelves with your, with your regular ones or do you just have them somewhere else? Um, I have a bunch, uh, in a, like a little cabinet space underneath my TV in my bedroom. And I have a few others in the office on another shelf that's not being used currently. (laughs) Your extra shelf. (laughs) I I, I have, well, when I, uh, I had the ones that I had, um, before I bought another big one, um, those got full. And I bought another big one. So I've got two big shelving things in in the office. When I got all the Blu-rays and everything onto those shelves, there was this one that I had taken all a bunch of Blu-rays off of that didn't have anything on it anymore. Um but it, you know, if, if, you know, things keep going the way they're going, that will end up being used as well. And I need to start getting some real professional shelving in here to make this shit look good. Jeremy, are you still looking up brunch spots? You're not, you're um, not even paying attention right now. You're looking up brunch. Paying spots, attention to what? I'm fully engaged in the conversation about Cal's awesome roulette table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, you're looking at brunch spots. Because I'm you trying pr- to book brunch for my family. Because you you're refuse like a big to make bear. The, the brunch what why don't you have it catered wait there's gotta be good catering out there just bring right. the lunch I, i'll brunch just call them on a thursday and they'll be here sunday oh you're going to the gulch baby yeah it's in you the- must mm-hmm. you must love your family if you're going to the gulch well i figure on sunday it'll only be twice as bad as normal yeah <laughs> so uh yeah really makes all the sense in the world 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, maybe we'll just park and walk to the gulch. You know, mm-hmm. you can do that. They, the gulch actually has good parking. Uh, you, you can find like free garage. Well, at least the last time I went there, you can find a free garage and walk really wherever. I'll <clears throat> just valet that shit probably. Actually, I may not with my new ride. It's my precious. I gotta protect it. I can't <laughs> let no. Can't let no. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the slang term for what's what's like a hateful term for valets. Hmm. Let's come up with one. Key jockey. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, does that work? It works <laughs> right now. There it went away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no filthy key jockey in my car. I don't know why, but that doesn't sound right. It doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. But I think it's a proper derogatory name. I think it is. It's not right. Something's not right. Cy Sperling is his name. Uh, he died last year, 2020. That's a shame. He was 78 years old. Beautiful head of hair, though. Um, but yes, UHF, uh, much like Princess Bride and Monty Python, the Holy Grail, I attribute to my brother and the girl he was dating at the time. Mm. Because they used to rent videos and I would be around to watch them. And so Monty Python... Yeah, those three movies. So I guess I was like 12 when I saw all those movies. Um, Was uh, the reason why I, I mean, those are, I mean, those are and like UHF and Monty Python, especially. And then of course I like Princess Bride and everything. It doesn't mean as much to me as those other ones, but um, that's, uh, you know, those, I've, I've watched Monty Python and UHF a bunch since. Of course, I've seen mm-hmm. Princess Bride a bunch since too, but UHF is one of those. It's so it's I wouldn't call it a good movie, but it's funny, man. There's so many little funny things. There's a lot of dumb things in it, but there's yeah. so many little funny things in it. I I was going through that because it was a there's a there's a part in F nine where an army shows up and just cannot hit anybody with, I mean, they cannot shoot anybody. It's one of the worst examples of being unable to hit people that I've ever seen in my life. And so I was, I was, I immediately uh, recalled UHF during the Rambo, (laughs) during the Rambo scene where he's walking towards this guy who's like, and like when it finally shows them like in one shot he's like shooting at him like three feet away and missing and uh so i I put that uh clip in the script so that they'll show it side by side uh with f9 nice um uh but that 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 rambo that rambo uh parody in uhf is fucking great Today yeah, well, on Jeremy Books Reservations. Mm-hmm. Shut the yes. fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Um, no reservations. What, uh, uh, you that's that? a disappointing movie. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, 
I think he was doing the. We're talking about way too many different things here. We are. <laughs> <laughs>